0: Hi, and welcome back to this week's episode of Watching Friends. This is Season 4, Episode 3, The One with the Cuffs. I'm Mark, and I'll keep it in my butt with your nose. I'm Ryan, and I could be generous, or I could be really stingy. <laughs> Some, so many great lines in this episode. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to get into it. But first, I wanted to talk about something that we mentioned in the uh, last episode, uh, which was the Magna Doodle. Um, as I said then, we had a little sound clip always lined up, which I'm going to play for you right now. I wrote, I wrote it on the board! And that's the one that we're going to use every time that we see this because there's many, many episodes uh, where this is mentioned. And um, we haven't covered it. And the plan was that we would go, right, this is the time when it appears because I've, I've been looking out for it, been like, when's it going to appear? When's it going to appear? Like I know it appears at some point, and it's not, not in the first season. Not in the second, and it's not in the third. It is actually in the third. Um, so for the very first time that you see, it's actually in uh, Season 3, Episode 18, and then also in 19.
1: Oh, we missed it, man.
0: So in Episode 18, it's on the it's on the side next to... not. So normally it's either on the back of the door on, or on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. It's actually on the left-hand side where the, the kitchen countertop is. And all that's on it is a Grocery Leagues list that includes eggs and milk, uh, and it also reads, Joey, call your dad. So pretty dull and boring. Yeah, it's not exciting. No. And normally, uh, you know, later on, it, it kind of goes into more detail about the episode. Like there's, there's callbacks and jokes and all sorts of things. Like they almost use it like the Simpsons chalkboard gag in the, the start of the Simpsons episodes.
1: Okay, yeah. Of like, that, yeah, that this,
0: this, this, this is a, like a joke in the episode and it's like a visual gag, which is really cool. But yeah, I, I think it's just its position it's just so far out of the way, didn't notice it, and I'm absolutely gutted that we missed it. But oh, look get... at that,
1: look how honest we are. We, we admit that we, yeah.
0: we missed it. Uh, we're going to make up for it, though, uh, because it also appears in Season 3, Episode 21, where there's a silly cartoon face, and maybe it's Ross, because it's definitely got like the hair sticking out <laughs> like, like Ross's does. Um, so, yeah, but now in Season 4, um, we get a change. Um, because we have it in episode two, as you mentioned, and it's actually switched to the other side. So it's on the right-hand side of the frame, mm-hmm. which I think is like the the place where you're, you're more likely to look and where they position the camera better because they, they never really show the countertop. There's no room there. Yeah, there's nothing but, there. So you'd focus with like the door on the left-hand side and then you'd have whatever's on the right-hand side where they've got all their like stuck-up bits of like drawings and, you know, leaflets and whatever else.
1: Yeah, and if you want to draw an audience's eye to something on screen, you should always put it on the right um, oh really Jeffrey Rush uh, the actor apparently taught Kieran Knightley this in the parts of the Caribbean films where he basically said that western audiences watch a screen the same way they read a book and it's a subconscious thing where your eyes scan the screen left to right Okay. so he said as often as you can in a movie position yourself on the right and apparently he spent the whole movie like walking around <laughs> her or giving lines or pausing so he was on the right more often um, so yeah it kind of makes sense that you put it on the right because that's where your audience eyes are going to finish
0: Yeah, so, you know, especially as when characters are opening the door, you never open the door fully. You kind of, like, sneak in through a doorway, don't you, as you push it open. So you're... In terms of looking at... If you're looking at the screen, you're coming out on the right-hand side as you open the door, so it's always going to be, like, centre-framed anyway as the camera moves around. Uh, So, yeah, in the last episode, it said, thanks for all your stuff, which is written by the burglars who uh, locked Joey in the TV unit and stole their belongings. Gits. Uh, Which, I guess, brings us nicely into this episode... Um, I am actually going to mention up front um, what the Magna Doodle is, because obviously as we're talking through this, we don't just go, oh, the Magna Doodle time. Yeah. Like it, it's just always in the background. Uh, this one has a silly smiley face on it. Um, don't know why. And on the, the the website I'm looking at, someone puts perhaps because Chana was getting some action for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> and like, They've got an empty apartment. I don't know. The smiley face is a bit weird, but I, as I said, like the... They get better as the, the show goes on. They become more, more relatable um, to what's happening. I like
1: that person's theory, though.
0: <laughs> yes, I like that too. So, yeah, we are discussing season four, episode three, The One with the Cuffs, which is a great episode title, I think. Yep. Way yeah. more descriptive than the previous one.
1: Yeah, The One with the Cut. It's like, great. You know exactly what the episode is when you read the description, and that's what you want it to do, so...
0: So after the last episode where the boys got stuff stolen, uh, they're in luck. Mr. Trigger has offered them patio furniture. It's rusty and crap, but it's free. I
1: love like, ungrateful Chandler, which is like, you mean really you got this rusty crap for free? And yeah. it's, just, it's like, you can sit down on something that's not a canoe, mate. Like, uh,
0: you know. I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of with, with Chandler on this one. Like, I, mean, I, I wouldn't say I'd would rather have nothing. At the same time, it looks gross. You know it's going to creak and be horrible to touch. Yeah, but it'll do till you uh, deliver it lives. Right. I don't know. I think I could have bought something cheap somewhere.
1: Well, I was thinking about this because we all know that Chandler's, you know, got his savings. Got for money? That, yeah, he's got money. But we all know that Joey doesn't. So it's kind of like, well, surely if you're a Chandler, you'd be thinking, I want to buy new things, but I know that I'm going to be putting like 80% of this money.
0: Well, this is something that you've forgotten. So you've got to remember that Joey moved in to Chandler's apartment. Mm. All that stuff in there was Chandler's. Yep. So all the stuff that's stolen was Chandler's. No wonder he's annoyed, and Joey's kind of like not that bothered by it because none of his stuff got stolen. It was all Chandler's yeah. stuff, and you know the boys probably didn't have insurance. No, in fact, not. they didn't because they don't have any stuff. Yep. Um. So yeah, I I can see why Chandler is annoyed,
1: and I think he should be more annoyed over everything. Like he's lost his TV. Yeah, that, I mean, that would have been expensive back then. I feel like blaming Joey would be a little harsh, given that he wasn't war on. But he didn't actually steal anything, you know, you, you need to be angry at the criminals, not the victim, even though he was a moron.
0: You do. But I, I think in this case, you know, Joey let it happen.
1: Like If you get mugged walking through a, a rough neighborhood, like yeah. you can't blame the person who walked through the neighborhood. It's the criminal's fault. What We're,
0: wearing it. that tight little skirt and having their phone out. Yeah, you can't do it. At the same time, Joey got in the thing and allowed them to lock it. Like, I think it's a little bit
1: different. Like, they, they took so he's, their chance. He's definitely an idiot. But, yeah. you know, I feel like you put the anger in the right place.
0: But, you know, at least they have a table and some seats along with their canoe. Uh To be fair, though, that's a pretty nice-looking canoe. Surely worth something. Like, when I think a canoe, I think kind of battered up or plastic or whatever, that looks very nice and very expensive. If you've tried to buy that,
1: I'm thinking thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, really high quality. So I was thinking, why did not they try and sell it to yes. Rachel's dad? Because he's got a boat. Maybe you could have a canoe, too? I don't,
0: yeah, there must be someone you could have sold it to, some kind of pawn shop or whatever would have bought that and... Paid some good money for it. Because even if it's not usable, decoratively, it's very high quality. Yeah. After the intro, though, Monica is wondering how desperate she is. uh, Not for a date, for money. Uh, She's doing some catering for her mum. Then we skip back to the boys. And I'm going to be saying we go back to a lot because this episode switches scenes every two seconds. It does. I apologise in advance. Uh, but yeah, back at the boys. Rachel is raiding the boys' fridge for once, which is a nice touch. Yeah. Have you got any juice? <laughs> yeah. Joe was like, just pickle. <laughs> pickle ju- who has pickle <laughs> juice? I mean, you know, at least the, the, the burglars didn't steal that, right? True. Uh, when we find out Chandler and Rachel's boss, Joanna, bumped into each other on the street and did little more than get a drink. Uh, it seems as Joanna leaves the shower in a towel. I love the way Rachel's like, you, you you, clearly didn't like carry on dating her. And then like she steps out and goes, hello, Rachel. Yeah, and, uh, I'm like, she must have heard everything right. Like, you said no, right? And then he's like... <laughs> <laughs> So it's just the way she walks out Joanna she should have like she could hear all that she should have just kept the door shut and stayed in there till Rachel left
1: uh, Joanna's not that person at all Joanna would like fling the door open and be like, morning Rachel she's, she's definitely a take the ball by the horns type of person <laughs> and that's where we have our first clip
2: hey uh Rach funny story I bumped into Joanna on the street yesterday my boss Joanna wow well, that must have been awkward well no actually she uh, asked me if I wanted to get a drink <laughs> you uh Didn't say yes to that, did you? Uh, No. No. Hello, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not at first. What is she doing here? (laughs) I don't understand. Last time you went out with her, you said she was a big, dull dud. Well, I think I judged her too quickly. And this time, we were able to take the relationship to the next level. (laughs) Well, last time, I almost got fired. You must end it. You must end it now. Oh, come on. It's not like this is an everyday occurrence for me. I mean, usually I'm pretty much just in there by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor! Promise me you will end it. Okay. I promise. I'll end it. Thank you. But I hope you know what I'm giving up for you, because she's not just the boss in your office. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I I knew what he meant.
0: Everything about this is great. Like, that last bit, yeah, I knew what he meant. Joey's uh, noises of the, the bed springs, obviously. Uh, just the way that that Chandler's like, you know, well, not at first. It's like this is men, yeah. <laughs> like you know, I, you know, I I didn't give her much of a chance, like to to get to know her. It's like no, this is men. Like yeah, I just want to sleep with her. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been it's been a, it's been a dry dry few months for for Chandler, I'm guessing, but.
1: I feel like we might need to clip this is man just Yeah, <laughs> that be. Yeah, mean, that maybe. That maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I love all China's excuses like, well not at first. Not at first we'd be
1: able to take the level to the next pedo. Like, yeah. yeah. like,
0: just just say you, you wanted yeah. to get some like Rachel wanted to respect it more. I I do love the way that, that Rachel clearly gets annoyed at Joey and then he's like, Oh oh yeah, I, I you know I'm not part of this conversation. Which <laughs> yeah. well, he's just got his paper <laughs> open yeah. he, 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 and he's he's having the best time. Uh, yeah. But it's just the fact when he does it when Joe's by uh, when Chandler's by himself and he's just like eep,
2: eep, eep. <laughs> what, is he, what is he even
0: doing to make that noise? I don't want to know. So funny. Brilliant. Brilliant moment. So yeah, Chandler promises to end the relationship. Um I do have to wonder what changed this time for him to like her because he really didn't like her last time.
1: I mean Chandler's very shallow which, you know, is just a manifestation of his fear of commitment, I guess. Yeah. Like she had that weird, eye goopy thing, and that's all he focused which on. Which maybe she fixed. Yeah, which maybe she fixed. Um, but, no, I mean, you, you can meet people later on or, you know, further down the line or at different times and be like, wow, that person's nothing like I thought they were. My opinion was entirely wrong. I don't think she's changed that much, though. Um, it's only been a yeah. short time as well. Yeah, it hasn't been a long time, but I mean, you know, they hit it off. I mean, again, they went for a drink, and, and people can seem a lot more entertaining yeah. when they look at Fun Bobby. You know, they had a couple of drinks, they seem more interested. And oh, look, now the bed's squeaking. Yeah.
0: So, so at the Gellers, uh, Monica and Phoebes are making quiche when Judy has to comment on Monica's fingernails. It must be really tough dealing with Judy. And, and you know, Monica wants to find out why she was even hired when her mum acts this way. You know, her mum, like, gives her a really backhanded compliment. Of like, you know, oh, well, you know, you did it for, you know, the lesbian wedding. And I could only assume that, you know, you wasn't sleeping with them. And you yeah. did it for for um, Richard's wedding, uh, not wedding, but for his like party. And so, like, well, you were sleeping with him, though. It's like
1: Yeah, as if Richard's comments are somehow invalidated because of their relationship. Yeah. Like, well, no, your daughter's a good cook. like
0: Yeah, So but but that's what she said. She said, like, I've heard of a few people that's actually quite good. So I thought I'd give you a try. And it's like, yeah, f- thanks, mum. Like, you could have just said, you know, you've heard nice things. You didn't have to be backhanded about it.
1: I mean, like, Jude, Judith is probably the closest we get to a a sitcom trope in Friends. Mm. Um and she's very much the cliché kind of you know, like Jewish mother. Like if it, yes. Friends was a British show, she'd be the mother-in-law. Like it's very much that kind of nagging frosty archetype. Oh, I don't even know if she's frosty. I think
0: she just l- looks down on her daughter a lot like but but in a in a mum sort of way. Like and I see this with um, a lot of Asian families as well, where they will like, look at their daughters and be like, you're fat. It's like, they're not fat at all. But like, it's just this, if you've ever seen Crazy Rich Asians, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where it's just the mums have these very high expectations. And it's like, deep down, it all comes from a very loving place. And they don't realise like, how horrible they come across. Mm. Um, and I think Judy's more like that. Like She loves her daughter clearly. And she doesn't realise what she says is actually is kind of upsetting because she doesn't mean it in an upsetting way.
1: No, I mean, we had the episode where obviously the, uh, the girl's nan passes away and then they have a bit of a heart-to-heart. Yeah. You, you, you just can't hope the progress would have stuck a little. <laughs> yes, definitely.
0: Uh, we're ca- cutting back quickly to the boys as Joey's cleaning gum off the table. Gum on a table is just gross. Like, I know it's even dried on. But I was like, There's something gross about it. It is gross. Uh, when there is a knock at the door and a huge man barges through, and this man is Penn Fraser Gillette, who you may know for doing magic tricks as Penn and Teller. Yeah. Uh, but this time, his trick is to read jury of some money in exchange for encyclopedias. Uh, boy, if there is one thing the internet killed, it's having shelves of encyclopedias.
1: Yeah, I mean, good luck trying to sell those now. Look, there'd be <laughs> a hipster somewhere that bought them.
0: Oh yeah, you um, definitely have like, here's here's my room of books that I've never read. No
1: wonder like, yeah, they were so expensive. I was thinking about this while watching it. I was like, that's a lot of money for a book. And I was like, well, think how often they have to update it. Like, in theory, you'd have to rebuy the encyclopedias every five years. Yes, it's just never worth buying. And, and
0: they're thick books anyway. Imagine you buy a book that, that is that thick. How much mm. are you paying for it? You're not paying a tenner for it. Nope. Because there's hundreds, if not thousands of pages, lots of detailed uh, texts and whatever in there. Uh, I kind of like the look of encyclopedias, but I never want to read one. I, I don't know who, who would ever just pick one up casually just to be like, oh, I'm just going to see what this is.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got the internet, I guess. But yeah, I think even as... You know, pre internet, I don't think I'd ever just looked at a letter of the alphabet and gone, let's look at F today. Yeah.
0: Like, Excellent. I definitely had, like, Encarta
1: Like, mm-hmm. that, that's a yep. period
0: of my life I kind of miss where you're having kind of just like, I'm just going to browse Encarta and, like, find the videos and find the images yep. and stuff and, and learn things along the way. But yeah, picking up an encyclopedia is be like, you know, uh, let's look at volcanoes today. Like, let's pick one. Yep. So, like, it's not, I don't know. But I'm guessing people did. And certainly, like, this was a time when people would sell encyclopedias that way of like, buy the set. It's only, it's only £50 a month. You can afford that, and then you can have a whole collection. Um, but it's, it's kind of interesting seeing, seeing Penn, because he has had quite a few acting roles. He has been in things, but I don't necessarily finger him as an actor. I finger him as the magician and having the TV show.
1: Like, he had, in, especially in the 90s, the very popular Penn and Teller magician yeah, shows. It was huge. I think the first thing I remember was ever seeing him in was in Sabrina the Teenage, which yep, he's in that a lot. But I didn't know who he was. He, he was just the man in Sabrina and he, then it was years later I found out he's an actual magician and I was like, oh okay. But just his look as well, like he is a very tall guy. Yes.
0: And he, he certainly said that he's got a booming voice as well. Um yeah, he he's a guy who's actually really interesting. I, I really like seeing him on TV and certainly for his magician shows. Like it wasn't just here's a magic trick. They would like dispel like magic and be like, here's how we did it. And show off like certain things. it will be like, "Here's a Ouija board. It doesn't doesn't work because look here. We've proven it doesn't work by blindfolding people and turning it upside down, and it's clearly people manipulating stuff. And I think that's what people like to see behind the scenes of it will not yeah. just oh, here's a fancy trick. I wish I knew
1: how they did it. Because it's always controversial yes. when you know your magicians reveal their secrets. But I think it's a generational thing where you'll get like standardized tricks that everyone's seen before. Hmm. So seeing insert trick isn't really impressive anymore because oh yeah, it's that old thing." Even if you don't know how it's doing, it's still not impressive because you've seen it a thousand times.
0: And, and for them, a lot of it was almost like stunts. It wasn't just a card trick. It was, you know, they had one, I remember, where they uh, had a truck roll over one of them, but they managed to escape. And I was like, oh, yeah, but if you look behind here, there was actually like a manhole cover that we used and escaped that way, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's still really dangerous. Yeah. But it was almost like stunt work at, at times.
1: They've, they've got a show currently, Penn & Teller, but... It's essentially like an X-Factor style thing where musicians magic- yeah. go on and try and trick them and see if they can not, not work out how you've done it, which I've never watched, but it's the kind of show that I probably would watch.
0: I've, I've seen the odd episode here and there, and it's, it's interesting, but not enough for me to want to you
1: know, binge the series or whatever. Fair. I used to watch that uh, Channel Five show, like the magician's secrets revealed, and he had like yeah. a black mask with like white. Oh, the, yeah, he he guy, ruined his life when he did that, didn't he? Yeah, everyone hated him. He was getting yeah. death threats and all sorts. But you know, it's the nineties, mainly because he
0: took off the mask off this huge build up, and they went, "Who's he?" Yeah, I know, I knew <laughs> like, who he was, like, uh, and like he was a known magician, but he wasn't like a Pennell or like famous name or anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. That the the, the mid nineties was an interesting time for for magic. Certainly in the UK, we had. Oh, what was the... Paul Daniels? Oh, God, yeah. Which is a different type of magician. Um, You know, the 90s was... You had the spoonbender, Yuri Geller, Uh, was was in the 90s pretty big. He was and still is very strange. Yep. Um, Yeah, the 90s was odd for for magic and fascination with that. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. And it's cool that he shows up here, definitely. Uh, We then get a little dream sequence as Joey remembers all the times he nodded along to the game because he didn't understand what they were talking about.
2: Let me ask you one question. Do your friends ever have a conversation and you just nod along, even though you're not really sure what they're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, it's totally unconstitutional. I totally agree. It is. I think he deserves a Nobel prize. Hmm. No, no. I mean, it was like the Algonquin kids' table. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, I'm sorry. You haven't said anything for about two and a half minutes. Are you at all interested?
0: I really liked how this all happened in real time, though, and Penn just stood there staring at him as Joey thought about what happened. Because whenever you normally have, like, a a dream sequence in a TV show, it's it's a cutaway you know, clearly they've been thinking about it, but it's, it hasn't happened in real time. But this is just Joey going, hmm, and then just staring off into the distance and Penn being rather polite and yeah. just just wait, waiting for him to react again. <laughs> like,
1: if I don't make money, I'll just let the dude stare in yeah, face. Yeah.
0: but I, I loved all the scenes here. Like, they, they really overacted them. Certainly some of the stuff they were saying, you're like, Chana wouldn't say those sorts of words. Like, they're, Ross, maybe. They're quite intellectual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really funny. I, there's definitely been times when, Probably when people are talking about politics, I'm listening, just being like, yeah, that makes sense. And someone goes, no. And i like, oh, does it not? Does it not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are then back at the Gellers and Monica has lost one of her nails and now there is a nail in the quiche. She's gross.
2: Okay, uh, please don't freak out. Um, but uh, there's a blue fingernail in, in one of the quiche cups and there's no way to know which one.
1: <laughs> and... Whoever finds it, wins the prize. <laughs>
2: I'm not freaking out. Why are you laughing? It's nothing. It's just that now your father owes me five dollars. <laughs> what, you bet I'd lose a nail? Oh, no, don't be silly. I just bet that I'd eat these. Frozen lasagnas? <laughs> you bet that I'd screw up? It's all that stuff about hiring me because I was good was... no, no, no that was all true. This was just in case you pulled a Monica.
0: Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the phrase, Paul DeMonica. Um, certainly, I've called people classic and then their names are like, oh, it's classic Ryan. And people know that as to be like, oh, that he's done like something silly or dumb or whatever. Like, I really love using that phrase on people. Like, yeah, it's classic Ryan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Paul De Monica, like that is really hot. And the, I get where her mum's coming from. It's like, look, you know, you do some silly things sometimes and clearly Monica has done it this time. Because yep. who wears long nails when you're going to have your hand in quiche?
1: Yeah, it's not the best idea in the world, especially no, as a chef. No. You, should, you should be aware.
0: Um, but, but the way like, she says, like, oh, no, you know, I had this just in case, but
1: it's in case you pulled Monica. It's like, yeah, Monica's like, oh, so you knew I was going to screw up. Why didn't you just tell me? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean like, in, in my family, people are convinced I can't keep secrets. Um, We've discussed this many times, you, and we agreed last time. You can't keep secrets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's you know that's not particularly hurtful. But this would really upset me. Like yeah. the phrase "pulling a Monica" is you know probably a funny family thing that wouldn't upset me. But the idea that she's hired me to do a job that's my actual job, and she's prepared in case I make a mistake, would be well that would be really She, if anything, and the bet would be really upsetting. Yeah. That would upset me more than anything else. Forget the frozen lasagna. The idea that my mum and dad have sat down in a room, and one of my parents has thought, you know what, Ryan's going to mess this up, and then they have bet on it. I'm like, that's horrible. Yeah, because you know. I thought it was nice that you know
0: that, that Jack actually like bet for Monica as well, and I think that that's probably part of it too. Is that her dad was like, "No, Monica's going to do great," and her mum, the one that she always has the issues with, didn't believe in her. Yeah, that's that's the most hurtful. And you know, this has been happening ever since she was a child because she mentioned you know you said to Doctor Whatever,
1: yeah, you'd never said that. Yeah, again.
0: so she clearly as a young child, they've been going, "Oh, you pulled a Monica, you pulled a Monica." Like that stuff does hurt children at that sort of age. Like yeah. To, to get that, like, stigma attached to
1: you. Yeah, no one wants to think that their their friends or loved ones think they're incapable of something, whatever it is. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it turns out uh, that Monica screwed up and her mum and dad had a bed on it. Um, but, you know...
1: It's pretty awkward for Phoebe, like, the fact that she stood there What is well, going on as yeah, well. yeah,
0: because I was going to say, like, it's like, poor Monica finding out, like, her mum has no faith in her, as we've just discussed. And then, you know, Monica leaves... Um, which is, yeah, it's pretty awkward for Phoebe. Like, she's just like, oh, what do I do now? Because I'm just the help and I have nowhere to go either.
1: Yeah. Just, you just, okay, I'll just stand here and feel uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. So I think Phoebe's kind of handles it fairly well. <laughs> oh, look, the ruined keys are done. <laughs> like, you know, maybe, maybe um, yeah, there's nothing you can really do about that, is there? So we end up at Bloomingdale's and we are in Joanna's office as she's sitting on Chana's lap as they make out. Uh, notice that Chana appears to not have any trousers on. He does not. Um, they do mention that he is like naked at times, and I'm like, is he? Does he have underwear on? Like, I assume, obviously, Matthew Perry does.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Americans in that context consider being in your pants naked. Okay. Whereas we assume, you know, you're completely entirely without clothes would be naked.
0: But he, uh, you know, he could be because he just has the shirt on that strategically covers him. So who knows, right? Um, yeah, a little bit awkward considering you know she's fully dressed. And obviously we're watching this.
1: Well, like Chandler told us, she's the boss.
0: Yep. There's a call on the phone, though, and Joanna has to leave. Uh, But Chandler can't leave because Joanna handcuffs him to the chair and leaves the key on the back of the door. This is exciting. Well, for her, at least. I I guess, yeah. It could be fun. Yeah. um, I don't know. The the way she plays it and Chandler is up for it, like, you know, this is men (laughs) once again.
1: If she's gone for 10, 15 minutes, like, that's probably a lot longer when you're handcuffed to a chair than but just a but fun. She's going to be gone all day, not so much. So, we uh, have our next clip where Joanna is leaving the office now.
2: I'll be back in two minutes.
0: You're uh, going to leave me like this?
2: Knowing you're here, waiting for me, I think that's kind of exciting, don't you? Okay, but if you don't come back soon, there's pretty much nothing I can do about it. Hi, I brought you back a macaroon. Oh, great.
0: I'll keep it in my butt with your nose. That is definitely... My joke. My joke. Yeah. <laughs> don't, we're not doing it again, <laughs> again though. <We're> just, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just like, oh, just like, how impactful it is Cause like Because Sophie's just like, oh, you know, I bought you a macaroon. And she's like, fine, I'll keep it in my butt with your nose. Like, she's like, oh, like, not only is she being horrible about the free thing you've given her, but she thinks that you're a brown noser. I mean, she is. Like. I, I mean, sure, but you don't want your boss telling you that well, then stop doing it.
1: Yeah, I'm but, entirely on Joanna's side in this one.
0: I know, yeah. I, don't, I can't disagree with her, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, it's not, it's not a subtle dig. It is like straight for the heart, like just tightly in there, doesn't care. No. Absolutely brilliant. Just the, the visualness of it all. Love it. So that, that has to be, I think, my joke of the episode. Um, so yeah, she locks her office and Rachel and Sophia there. And they're wondering, well, why is she locked her office? She never locks her office. And that's when, um, you know, Sophie lets slip that she saw her working on the Christmas bonus list this morning. Now, this isn't like her being, you know, petty against what, what Joanna's just said to her. It's like, oh, that's clearly why she's locked it. And then it turns out that Rachel knows where a spare key is hidden, which is literally next to the door on top of a cabinet. Like, <laughs> it's not exactly well hidden, is it? No. Uh, but, you know, I don't know why Mark told her there's a spare key there, but... For, for whatever reason he did. Um, well, we know i Mark marked. <laughs> yeah. <We don't> know. <laughs> if my office is ever locked, Rachel, you can always come inside yeah. whenever you like. doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, so they sneak in to try and see the list and instead get an eye for Chandler handcuffed and mostly naked on the chair. He takes it pretty well. Yeah, he does. If you knew that there was a Christmas bonus list in there and the door was locked and you knew you had a chance to see it, would you look at it? Yep. Would you really? Straight away. I don't think I would I think I would fear getting caught like I fear that she would at any moment just say oh I forgot this and just appear and
1: I'm in the room with no explanation I feel like I'd be confident to bluff my way around it right I'd be like, I really needed this stapler <laughs> how, how, how did you get in uh, I found a key on the side <laughs> okay Didn't know what it was for. Tried the door. Why? (laughs) Why is there a key there? Yeah. (laughs) But I remember my question, like, why is there a key there? That's not very secure, is it? Anyone could have walked in here. Good thing it was me and I work here.
0: (laughs) I also think you'd be massively disappointed when you find out your bonus is not as big as you hoped. Uh, Try and change it. Stick a zero (laughs) on it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But with that, I think it is time for one of our ad breaks.
1: Mark and I create this podcast in our own time, and we'd love to bring you more content. To do that, we need your support. Join the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Our £5 tier, also available in dollars, will get you the ad-free version of the show, access to the exclusive content such as our episode all about James Michael Tyler, our top 10 rankings of everything from the best episodes to our favourite guest stars, on our exploration of all the weird and wonderful Friends merch, Friends Fest, and much more. And beginning at the end of January, Mark and I will delve into the fantastic spin-off series, Joey, only available to patrons, help shape the future of our content with access to our Patreon polls. We're there for you. Be there for us and the rest of the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watchingfriends.
0: And we're back. It's been a while for us, and it's been a while for Chandler too, as he tries to read magazines and turns the page to his tongue, which I think is quite clever. Yeah, make do. Uh, when the phone rings, uh, he manages to answer it expertly with his face. I just love the way he just crushes his face to <laughs> get against the buttons. Yeah. You know, if you tried your nose, you'd be like, this button, like, normally soft, but I try to use my nose, it's the toughest button ever and hurts
1: oh, it depends on your nose i guess i feel like i might break the phone with mine <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah love it uh it's joanna though on the phone she is going to be gone a little while actually uh quite a long while longer it's gonna be a few hours because she's in her boss's car <laughs> now i have questions because i kind of imagine her being in like the back of a limousine when she says this because it's ralph well it's not ralph i it's, it's blooming but i, I imagine Imagine it's like a fancy car. She's in the back. But imagine like she's next to her boss, not her boss is driving. Because surely her boss can hear her.
1: Yeah. I, I think the way she says things is subtle enough for you to be like, you wouldn't assume anything's going on. You'd just be, no. your, one of your employees is telling their employees they'll be gone longer than they thought. And it's like, oh, That's okay, fair, uh, that's yeah. fair.
0: Uh, but yeah, she, she gets cut off though. Because uh, gone for a tunnel, and then that—that's Joanna gone now. Oh, tunnel! And yeah. gone. <laughs> uh, Chandler has a plan though. He uses the intercom to call Rachel, and I love his professional voice here. It's like, Rachel, can I see you for a moment? Like just absolutely brilliant. Yep. Um, Chandler wants to to be let out, but Rachel is not best pleased after what happened last time with Joanna. Now, I, I really loved it, like, how, how Rachel picked up, like, the intercom. She's like, what? <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Rachel, can I see you for a minute? She didn't ignore
1: him.
0: Yeah, so he wanted to end it, but somehow Joanna convinced him. I wonder how she did that, Ryan.
1: Who knows? It's, a, it's an eternal mystery, though. We'll never know.
0: Uh, eventually, Rachel agrees to unlock him, though, but only after she has a list of demands. But just as she unlocks him she realizes this journey will realize she was in the office and then she'll get
1: fired. I love that. One of her demands is give him up my Walkman. And he's like, <laughs> I never borrowed your Walkman. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, then I lost it. Buy me a new one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <She's just like laughs>
0: well, it was, it was like, um, I don't know, the, the one later on where he's like, where she's like, Oh, I'll clean your, your apartment for a month. It's like, it will never be really clean. Like, <laughs> it won't be that clean. You know? So I, I really like the list of demands that, that she has first off. Um, but yeah, the, the fact, like, she'll get fired. It's like, well, how would Joanna know that you let him out?
1: Like, just leave the door locked. Yeah. Houdini. Like, how did he escape? It, yeah. Then, well, then you've got a lion channel been able to think of a story. Yeah. Which I probably wouldn't trust him to. I'd probably... He would, the
0: would definitely do a friend's lie of like, and, and then there was a lion. At, <laughs> at, 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 at the window opened. Like, yeah, a he would make up. A pigeon flew him. in
1: and <laughs> knocked the key on the side. And yeah. I would, yeah, just, just, no.
0: Yeah, I, At the same time, I think he could have stood up with that chair and got the key if he wanted to. Yeah, me too. It's not not, not heavy-looking heavy chair, no. no. Uh, but yeah, Chandler refuses, though. He won't be handcuffed again. Uh, I really like the way when like the handcuffs come off, he's like, does that noise go, ah. Like, yeah. It's So like, why are you doing that? It's like, no, I've just seen other guys do yeah, this. It's
1: like I've watched Law and Order too many times. <laughs> yeah. and-
0: We're back at Joey's, and Penny's still trying to sell encyclopedias to Joey. Joey's joining and learning from the books, though, which I quite liked.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we, we certainly do find out in later episodes that Joey has like almost like a photographic memory for knowledge, which is why he makes a, a great actor. He can like just read a line, he's learnt it. Yeah. Um, so I really
1: like his, his learning things, and he's going to use that later on. Well, I like, Joey's, Joey's dumb, but he's not ignorant no. in the sense that he doesn't know a lot of things, but he's not incapable of finding knowledge, and he also doesn't not want to learn. Like, he, you know, he, he'll happily yeah. learn, provided he's interested. And-
0: well, look, look at his entertainment centre. Like, he'd learnt... Learned how to do that all by himself. Yeah. There was no YouTube for him to, to follow and figure it out. At the Gellers, we are in Monica's room, and it's filled with exercise equipment. Uh, I, I really liked how uh, Phoebe went, oh, you must have uh, been really slim. <laughs> <laughs> Not realising that it's because she was fat. Uh, Monica is broken, though, but she's going to prove her mum wrong after a talk from Phoebe. So like, I think Phoebs is, is a good friend during this moment. Yeah. Again, a Joanna's office, oh, like... Keep going backwards and forth so quickly now. Uh, Phoebes is. Um, I put Phoebes here. Why I put Phoebes? Rachel is trying to get Chandler back, back in, in the chair. chair. Uh, she tries to bribe him in all sorts of ways, but he won't budge. And we get a great moment where he swings his handcuffed hand and the drawer flies out into the back of his head. Ouch. Yeah.
1: I, th- I think that r- actually really hurt. That has to be an outtake. Like, I'm sure he just did it and yeah. it was like, oh, wait, that happened.
0: Yeah. Like, like, I've done it before with like draw, like in our office here. Or in my office, I should say. Yep. Uh, I've got like little little cabinets and stuff. And all the time I'm like, oh, I just need to move it out of the way. I'll just pull the handle and then the whole drawer comes out and yeah, it's not fun. So imagine doing that against your head. Yeah, it's fair. Because, um, you know, so, some of these filing cabinets also to stop them like tipping over. When you pull a drawer out, another drawer won't come out. Oh, okay. So stop all the weight going really far yep. forward because obviously there'll be filing cabinets filled with papers and whatever. So if you pull a drawer out, all the others lock. So yeah, so when he just like pulls his hand, the way he goes... The facey pulls, though. You know he's like, mm, that really hurt, but I can't say so I'll do anything. I'm professional. Carry on. Uh, but I, I really like the, the bribe in that, that kind of goes on where you know, Rachel it's like, oh, you know, I'll clean your apartment for a month. I'll do this, I'll do that. And it's like, nothing's going to work for Chandler. He wants freedom. Yep. As we head back to Joey's, though, there are a lot of quick scene changes in this episode, as I've already told you. Uh, he's learned a lot about vomit. Yep. Now Penn is going to close the deal. $1,200 just $50 a book uh, Joey is the smart one now As we have our next clip
2: So what do you say Joey You get the whole set of encyclopedias For $1,200 That works out to just 50 bucks A book $1,200 <laughs> You think I have $1,200 <laughs> I'm home In the middle of the day And I got patio furniture in my living room I guess there's a few things you don't get from book learning. Well, uh, what can you swing? How about zero down and zero a month for a long, long time? You don't have anything. You want to see what I got? Okay. I got a baby Tootsie Roll, a movie stub, keys, a Kleenex, a rock, and an army man. Hey. Okay, I, I get the picture. Uh, thanks for your time. And a 50. Huh, these must be Chandler's pants. For 50 bucks, you can get one book. What'll it be? Uh, a? B? C? Uh, I think I'm going to stick with the V. I want to see how
1: this bad boy turns out.
0: I've had this with charity people in the past. So I've worked from home many times. Um. And this was a long ago before before the COVID stuff. So generally, if you were if you were at home during the day, you, you probably didn't have a job, or you know you had a night job, or you was looking after kids, or whatever. You didn't generally have twelve hundred dollars on you. Nope. But charity people would come back well, and be like, "Oh, I can you give some money?" because so, I'm at home doesn't mean I'm rich. You know, there are other reasons I can be at home, and it's yeah. probably because I'm not rich. It could be I have not got a job. Yes, I'm called in sick. Like, there's many reasons why you could be yeah. there. It's you know so, some of our society is a bit weird. the Same with like the postman, where they're like, "We're going to do deliveries between nine and 5." Like most people at work between 9 and 5.
1: Mm-hmm. Why don't you bring it a bit later on in the day? Do it like that. But I, I understand the reasons why. Also, the maths confuses me in this episode. Because 50 times 26 is 1,300, not 1,200.
0: Maybe there's a deal if you get all the books in one go. Yeah, I was
1: like, but which letters are you discounting? Z. X. No, I feel like you need the end. So you're not going to discount A or Z because, they're, you know, you need the start and the end.
0: Hang, hang, hang on, what do you... If you're discounting it, you're still giving them the book.
1: Yeah, but I'm like, which letters do they value the least? Like, probably, yeah, X is probably quite a short it's, volume. It's, it's probably more that, you know, like, X will be a
0: short volume, and obviously the discount will be across all the books, not just one. They won't just be like, oh, X is worthless. It will just be, just take, like, a, you know, a couple of dollars off each book, and then that equals the discount. Well, just saying. Or their mathematics is wrong.
1: Well, I, I even checked... My maths. <laughs> I literally got a calculator. I <laughs> went, am I just stupid? I was like, 50 times 26 is 1300 So yeah, maybe you do get a discount, but it's not $50 a book at that point. It's like $44 a book. Yeah.
0: Book. Well, you know, most people are probably not going to buy all of them. In maybe one that's though. why he's a
1: magician and not a salesman. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, you know, he, he managed to get a sale of one book and Joey sticks with a V. I think he should have gone with the letter S or T because whenever you look at like book names, films or games, those letters always have like the most names. So I bet those books would be bigger too. I'd have gone for E. Why E? It's the most
1: commonly used letter in the English language.
0: Yeah, but it's not the one that's always at the start though, right?
1: No, but I just, that's why. That's my reasoning. I, f- I feel like S would be like the bigger book. We
0: should, get, we should find some encyclopedias and see which like, books are bigger. Fair.
1: I, that- for my birthday, I was bought an encyclopedia of the British Empire. Okay. Um, it's like one of seven volumes. Oh my God, does this book need to not be read by anybody ever? It's so unpeasy. But it's the only Peter I currently own. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're trying for the other six. I, I'm kind of like, if I've got one, I need to finish the set. But that's just the nerd in me. But yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting read, to be fair, when you look at the attitudes, I guess, people had in certain times. And it's, yeah, it's not aged well, put it that way. No.
0: But yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one that he decided to stick with the V. Uh, but that's what he chose. And then we end up back at, uh, with Rachel and Chandler. Rachel is trying to bribe Chandler. Uh, When she comes up with the ultimate plan There's going to be rumours about this All the women will know what Rachel saw that day I've got it
2: You don't have it I've so got it There's going to be rumours about this There's no way to stop it Sophie knows, Monica and Phoebe know How do Monica and Phoebe know? Oh I called them (laughs) When they ask me what I saw I can be very Generous (laughs) Or very stingy. Go on. I can make you a legend. I can make you this generation's Milton Berle.
0: And Milton Berle has...
2: Oh, not compared to you.
0: This is men again. Yep. Like, I don't know. Like, Men, I guess, are are, are quite um, insecure about, about certain parts of their body, I guess. At mm-hmm. times, and women can be quite mean about them as well, and certainly men can be mean about women's bodies too. I think it's I think it's worse for men though, in some ways.
1: Uh, I mean, I remember we we're men, so we just think that, but maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, but I don't think you need to be secure, insecure, really. Like, who cares? Uh, yeah, like if someone's making you feel insecure about your body, they're not the person you should be spending time with.
0: Well, not not even just that. Just because you know, if if I went outside or even on this podcast went. Ryan has a small penis. And everyone just goes, going to believe Mark. He's very trustworthy. I'm just going to believe it just because he said it. Just because it's funny. Like, you know, I don't think you need to be insecure about that just because someone says something. No, I mean, it's Chandler though. He isn't right, because he hell. Like, I, I, I really like Family Guy does a similar joke where they're like, oh, um, is, it, is it cold outside? And they go, like, no, just really, really small. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Chandler definitely would be neurotic about it. Uh I, I really like the way she's like, Oh, you know, when, you know, Monica and Phoebe, you know, asked me about it, it's like, how do they know? He's like, Called them. I told them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Sophie knows, everyone else knows. I don't know who
1: the the guys that she
0: mentioned though.
1: Uh he's an old actor. Um I didn't know he had a reputation for that. I know he dated a lot a lot of showgirls and and that kind of stuff. Is it like a Hugh Hefner sort of thing? Uh I think so. I don't I mean I don't know a whole lot about him, like I'm aware of who he is. Um, he's like an actor and a comedian. Um, But yeah, I don't really know the ins and outs of his personal life.
0: But yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I really liked the way Rachel goes. Very high-pitched, you know, she's like, she's got it. She knows what it is. It's perfect. Especially when she's going to be stingy. Like, just that, that high-pitchedness makes you think of small.
1: Yeah, well, what I think is funny about this is that as a thing to blackmail him, it's really weird and it's Chandler being dumb and short-sighted because... He doesn't really want to sleep at this point to, with Monica or Phoebe. And they're the only people that know. And Sophie, but who cares? Well, well, or any other woman, right, that yeah.
0: Rachel tells. But also, if she is stingy and they, that is incorrect, he can prove them wrong if he wanted to.
1: Well, what would you rather have? Would you rather have someone think that... Look, Let's assume Rachel's stingy. That's a positive surprise yes. for, for that person. like, yeah. Oh, Rachel said this, but she's wrong. Yeah. If she's generous... And then that gets you somewhere. That's disappointment. I, and I
0: think that will spread far quicker than her telling the stingy version anyway.
1: Yeah, like Rachel said this, it turned out to be untrue. That's the story you tell everyone, yes. that it was untrue. Yeah. Not, not that what she said in the first place. It's very short-sighted, Chandler. It is, as, as we're going to get into.
0: Uh, we then end up back at the Gellers again, and they love the casserole that Monica made at the party, which is good. And Judy is humbled and proven wrong by Monica. So... Yeah, they're, 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 like, that's the same. <laughs> yeah, they have a
1: very <laughs> awkward exchange where, like, it's really difficult for, for Judy to admit that she was wrong. Yeah, um, and it's sort of like, just come out and say it. But yeah. she just like, you know, next time I hire you. Which A is cute because there'll be a next time. Yeah, and B, there'll be nothing in the freezer but ice. It's like I was wrong. I messed up. Yeah, and then she bites her nails and Monica tells her off for of doing it. Which I was a nice little turnaround. It was yeah, like it was, okay, yeah. fair. It you know they made Judy seem much nicer. But yeah, I like it that it's because they never vilify Judy too much. No. So it's like, oh, God, parents are annoying. Yes. And it always kind of manages to straddle that line where you're not like, I hate Judy. No, like, you no I, think. I think she's very relatable. I think that's the key thing. Yeah, my nan calls me fat routinely, so I can definitely relate to relatives <laughs> not being sore We finally end
0: up at Central Park, though we haven't seen that for a little while this episode. I was missing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all the women are impressed by what Rachel told them about Chandler. And it's ruined in 10 seconds by Joey. Yep. I... I I just find it weird that they were like, hello Chandler. Like, I don't think that anyone would ever act like that.
1: No, there's a, there's a phrase that's safe enough for work for me to say on, on the podcast, but I remember hearing it years ago, I remember it laugh a lot where it's not the size of the boat or the motion of the ocean. It's if it can stay in port long enough to get all the passengers off. But yeah, it's like, what is Chandler? I mean, I've heard it think the girls were teasing him but I don't think they would be like, ooh, let's date Chandler now. They would literally just be like, because, she would have told him that I'm lying. She would have been like, "I told Chandler this."
0: Yeah, and I think Monica Monica has known Chandler long enough, and she's known Ross as well. That I think it would be known, and they've met like his girlfriends and stuff in the past. Like, yeah, people talk. Plus, I, f- I think they would know.
1: That issue is one of those things that you can't do anything about. Like, if my partner was like Ryan, you put on a bit of weight, I can fix that. Yeah, I can't fix the other thing. So it's like it's a- you could get some surgery. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> oh, no. Let's keep sharp things away from that region. <laughs> but I, I like the way that Chana's like, that lasted two hours. Yep. I'm like,
0: with who? Like, yeah, but but Joey just ruins it instead, like, no, he doesn't. And it's like, how does that like just like get rid of everything that Rachel has ever said? Just, but it does. It does. So yeah, Chana, you know, fell for a stupid thing. He did. Uh, but Chana did break up with Joanna. And um, this is when Joey unleashes lots of facts at us, all V-related. It's, it's great she didn't
1: explode like that. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god!
0: Uh, but sadly, Joey's smugness is undone as the gang talk about something that was not V-related—the Korean War. Poor Joey. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like. Lo- I love it the way they're like, "Why do you keep mentioning this?" And then they go off on weird tangents, a bit like you do. Um, I-, I really like uh, Chandler's response. Like, could there be any more Kims? Like, I don't even know what he's <laughs> even saying, but.
1: Well, oh, because Kim Jong Il. Yeah, I know, know, I
0: get it, but just the just just the phrase of what he's saying, I don't, I don't quite get the joke of the punchline. Like, oh, okay. Could there be any more Kims? Like based on just talking about, oh, it's a very sad war.
1: No, just like, that, it's, it's
0: it's it's almost just it's just a funny phrase, I think. Rather, but when you think about it, you're like it doesn't actually make
1: it much sense. I think it makes sense. It's like it'd be like if you were. You know, oh, did you hear, read about the English War? Could there be any more Smiths? Like, it's just him being like, oh, look, there's lots of... It's just an observational thing in it.
0: The after-credits scene, uh, we have Rachel in her office when Joanna wants to see her.
2: Rachel, could you come in here a moment, please? Yeah, sure. Um, they didn't have poppy seed bagels, S- so I assess me when is- Oh, my word! <laughs> I, I seem to have had a slight office mishap. <laughs> Would you please get the key off the back of the door for me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You can tell your friend Chandler that we're definitely broken up this time. (laughs) So
0: yeah, Joanna is handcuffed to the chair in lingerie. And it appears it had a slight office mishap. I love that. I <laughs> yeah. accidentally half undressed and yeah. tied to a chair. It's like those um hospital stories that you see on, on TV where it's like someone fell over and then something ended up their bum. And they're like, Oh, I slipped and fell. It's like you were naked and you slipped and fell perfectly that, that went up there in that way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, got to love that as an excuse. I think you should use it. It was a, an office miss I <laughs> slipped and fell. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Rachel releases her and uh, now Joanna and Chandler are definitely broken up this time.
1: What I love is how weirdly un-Chandler this behaviour is. Like he's gone back into Joanna's office, seduced Joanna enough to tie her to a chair, then broke up with her and look left on the door. Like, it's so, it's the equivalent of when Julia Roberts' character nicks his clothes and leaves the restaurant. Yeah. Like, it's,
0: it's really mean. Be, because what Joanne did to him wasn't on purpose, wasn't mean. He was part of it. And I don't know why he's kind of doing it this way. Like, he could have just been like, look, it's not working out.
1: Yeah, there was no spite in what Joanne no. did. And he seems to have done it in like a, huh, hey, no, hey, but like, which again, she accidentally, I mean, in theory, she could have told her boss, on, there's one thing in the office I really needs to deal with. Or just don't be that embarrassed about it. Like
0: that, or I, I do wonder if maybe she starts seducing him again and then half of like no no I'm meant to I'm not meant to do this Rachel will be upset at me again and might, I might get her fired
1: you know I probably would have quite liked to have seen that scene of Chandler having to be like no no I know I'll hang with you this time yeah. just so we could actually like back away and be like
0: we're breaking up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he probably would have done it in that way of like uh, I, I need to go now we're, we're breaking up by.
1: Yeah, I only need these halfway through the door to go, this is great, we should do it again sometime. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he still yes, says it yes, even yes. though he's standing up to a <laughs> yeah, chair. Yeah. Uh,
0: I yeah, I, I love this episode. I think it's funny. And you know, thinking over the previous episode as well, which was alright. Yeah. I think what makes an episode good is just how funny it is. Not necessarily what happens. Because nothing really happens in this episode. No. Um, you know, it's, it's Chandler in the office with Rachel. Um we we don't really get to see Phoebe at all. We don't get to see Ross at all. No. Um, we barely get to like see see Joey or anyone else. You know, it's, it's Monica. It's really Monica's story with her mum, and then a bit of Chandler and, and Rachel. Really,
1: I think it's like the perfect balance. I think pacing has a lot to do with it. Of like, I guess, comedy and tragedy. Like you've got yeah. the funny kind of like kind of sexual embarrassment of Chandler and Joanna going on, which is then juxtaposed with the kind of parental drama between Monica and her mum. And as you said, it goes back and forth a lot. Joey's quite entertaining as well. To be fair, yeah. when he's like, "You think I've got money?" I'm hoping to do like. <laughs> yeah. But so, but it's very quick. Like you cut to a scene, and you're either like emotionally invested in Monica's relationship with her mum, and then you're cut back to Chandler's tank off to a filing cabinet. So it's very the juxtaposition is really quick. So the episode flies by. Yeah. Like this feels like it's ten minutes long when you watch it. You're just like, ah! no. and then the credits roll, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, wait, what? No, give me yeah, more."
0: Yeah, exactly. Because some of the the best episodes out there were the the ones that have like massive story beats in them with like a Ross and Rachel or something happening to a character or a relationship or whatever. You're like, yeah, that was a really good episode because it moved the story along and their lives and stuff. This doesn't really move anything along at all. It, everything starts at the start and is over by the the time the episode's over and doesn't carry on. Um, I guess you could maybe say the Judy stuff maybe carries on a tiny bit, but not really. No, not really. It's Uh, not a huge plot point. But, but everything else like is just really made for this episode and it's just funny. And I think you're right. It's the pacing of it, the funniness of it. Um, and thinking about now, yeah, maybe there's two types of episodes that what it has to either be a massive story moment that, that moves things along, or it just has to be really funny. Yeah. If it, if it doesn't have a story moment and it's not that funny, there's not really a lot of there to, to work with. And the, certainly, like the last episode, probably had more of that where it's like, yeah, some things happened, but it didn't move the story on and it wasn't that funny. No. So, was it that important? And I guess not. And I, I think that's the difference between like a, an episode like this episode like
1: that yeah it'd be interesting to work out the ratio of like the most remembered episode of friends like you know just like we were on a break yeah and i take the rachel and london and where do they rank on like a humor score compared to a memorable drama score yeah and see if there's like a correlation between you know the funnier they are the less dramatic they tend to be and the more dramatic they are the less funny they tend to be yeah because i don't remember i take the Rachel episode being that overtly funny don't it's good, but I, I mean, other than like um, Hugh Laurie being like you're a terrible person, yeah. I don't remember the episode being overly hilarious. Like I take the Rachel's like, <gasps> but I don't remember really laughing at the episode that much. No, I... I'm sure I'll probably say something else when we get to it and I watch it again. But I haven't seen episode in a while, but I remember it for the drama, not the comedy. Yes,
0: and and I guess maybe the the comedy could also
1: be more low key. Like it can still be funny and enjoyable, just not laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Like the London episodes are hilariously funny. Like I'm laughing entirely all the way through, yep. but they're not overly dramatic.
0: No. Whereas, you know, this this has been an absolutely fantastic episode. So many funny lines in there. Yep. So many
1: funny moments. Uh, great scene, Pen. Yeah. Uh, like he he has a, a great role. And there's lots of different type of humor. I so like like the line I picked for my intro was like stingy. That just the way she <laughs> yes. says it makes me <laughs> laugh. There's lots of like inflections of her voice that Jennifer Aniston does that stay with me as a Friends fan. But yep. she's like, you fell asleep, right. and it's just. Yeah, she, she's great at that, and that's why I enjoy it. Yeah, if you, if you went, I could be generous or I could be stingy. It's not, it's no, not, as, fu- it's that not that as funny out.
0: without, like, you can, uh, you can imagine if you drew those words out, like, on, on a piece of paper. It could be generous. You can imagine, like, a big font that's really big and bold and stretchy, and stingy would be this, like, squiggly one. Yeah, that's really have them really lift the paper to your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's definitely great. So, I, I really love this episode. Um, we're going to be back in a week's time, As always. As always. Uh, you can always chat to us at watchandfriends.com. there's a contact form there or contact at send us a, an email let us know what you think of this episode give us some listener feedback we would love to read it out on future episodes you can also find us on twitter if that still exists in the future and facebook at watchfriendspod And of course, the most important thing is our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash watching friends, which Ryan did a fantastic job of advertising last time. Yep. I'm not going to ask him to do it again. Remembered all the things. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to tell you now, it helps support us in doing this show because we do this all for free for you. We do have costs involved, which involve hosting because we are, at the time of recording, uh, coming up to our two year anniversary of doing this, I think. Get old. Is it two years? When do we start this? Was it 21 or 22. 21? I feel like it was 21. But I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check this. Well, I've been seeing my partner for about a year. I think this is our yeah. second anniversary. See, we might not be great with the facts, and that's because we don't remember things well. Yep. Um, but yeah, it helps to support us with our hosting costs, and we would like to you know, buy some other equipment and do some... I would like to do some things at the website, really. If website we were, looks terrible.
1: If we were in a sitcom, Mark, which one of us would be more upset that the other one forgot our anniversary? I, you'd be I don't more upset.
0: maybe. I don't really care about anniversaries that much.
1: No, me maybe the first year I do, and then the second year
0: I'm like, oh, it's yeah, fine. just, just <laughs> yeah. a repeat of that. Again. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, why, why not celebrate our anniversary with us <laughs> by joining the Patreon? <laughs> Let us know when it is <laughs> and join up. <our> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> different tiers to support. So yeah, you can support us from just one pound or one dollar or whatever it is your currency is, um, and you can also get bonus episodes and add free versions of the podcast, so you don't have to push that skip button. And yeah, it's just nice to support us and help us continue doing this, I guess. Yeah. So I think that's it from me for another episode. Thank you for listening.
1: That's a cheerio from me.
0: Goodbye.